Welcome back to the Rock This Life podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller. This is season one, episode six. And today's guest is a close friend of mine, Heather Class, who also happens to be one of the three co-founders of Little Llama, a super cool concierge gifting startup based here in Los Angeles. Heather and I met about six years ago when our oldest boys were newborn babies. We were in baby group together. And now we each have three kiddos apiece. So it's chaos. <laughs> uh, almost two years ago, Heather left an incredibly successful career as VP of Finance and Operations at Red Interactive, which is an ad agency. And she basically had no plan. She had no idea what she was going to do next. There was no job lined up. Uh, she just quit. And so in today's podcast, we really dig into what it was like for her to make that decision and what it felt like to quit at the top of her game without another job lined up. We also talk about work-life balance as a mom of three and the importance of outsourcing as much as possible to find that balance. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation today and thank you so much, Heather, for being do any minute. Yeah, like literally do any minute. When is your due date? Uh, May 13th, Monday. Which is Monday, and it is Thursday. Mm-hmm. So you like legit have a baby right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be pregnant with your third baby? Um, you know, it feels good, but fortunately it's because I felt good. I haven't been yeah. sick like a lot of my friends have, which is just so unfortunate and awful. Yeah. Um, and also just life goes on. I mean, when you have two other boys, yeah. two other kids, it just, life goes on. I was just volunteering at a field trip and driving three kids on Monday you know it's just because why wouldn't you because why wouldn't you and the third baby I already see it it just kind of comes along for the ride but you just life goes on you still have to keep up with those especially two active you know this two active boys and your third is also a boy right he's another boy yeah my father-in-law is one of five boys so the male gene runs very strong in that family (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were you hoping for a girl or were you like, I knew it was going to be a boy. Knew, I, knew, I think, I think no Michael, chance. my husband, was hoping it'd be a girl, but yeah. And Brady, my oldest, wanted a girl, but we're all good now. <laughs> Team boy all the way. Love it. <laughs> well, it makes it easier for hand-me-downs. Like, oh my gosh. Emmy, poor Emmy, right today, my daughter, I have two boys and Emmy's my daughter and she's wearing like a uh, uh, dinosaur yeah. sweatshirt and like, <laughs> construction sweatpants. Oh, whatever works. I know. I know. It, it does like, make put it a easy. bow in her hair and you're like, it's a girl. <laughs> That's so funny. She's got either like dresses or like dinos. And construction I don't know dress. though. Dinosaurs are really in for girls right now. And, and you would know because you work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's all the, it's all the rage or like girl dinosaur yeah. things are coming up. She in the only fall. wants boy stuff. Yeah. Like, only wants the things her brothers have, you know, for like Christmas and stuff like that. We got her like all this cute girl stuff because uh-huh. we don't have any like quote unquote girl toys, which right. is a whole topic in I and know, of itself. Like all the gender stereotyping of toys. But regardless, we have trucks and cars and balls and construction oh, vehicles. Yeah. And that is all she wants. I love it. That's all she wants. Well, that's she, all she sees. That's all she knows. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> well, and she just knows that it's there. Yeah, Like, of course. we have all those little people, and she loves those, and she loves to chew on them, and we got the, like, princess set, uh-huh. and she could not care less that's about so the funny. princesses. Yeah. She carries around the Joker and Superman. Those are her favorites. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she loves them. Hey. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about 
you and mm -hmm. work and mm -hmm. working as a mom. You got your BA at UCLA, mm -hmm. right? I did. Economics. I did. And then you got your MBA at Pepperdine. I did, yes. Went to work for a med tech company for a couple of years. Uh -huh. And then basically started at the beginning with Red Interactive and grew them to like 20 million and whatever in revenue. In yeah. revenue uh -huh. And worked your way up VP of finance and operations. And then you just decided, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, I've always loved getting my hands dirty in something. That's mm -hmm. always where I've thrived. So whether it was at MD Synergy or at Red, I mean, at Red, I started when there was 12 of us. So I mm -hmm. really got to grow with the company. And that to me is very exciting. Um, finance can be very mundane. And so if I can, <laughs> really, really, <laughs> you know, number crunching and Excel spreadsheets. So, um, exactly. <laughs> so if I can, you know, out, figure out a way to be creative with it, that's what excites me. Yeah. And that's what was nice about getting out of the healthcare field and getting into Red, which is just a digital agency, is being creative, but still sticking to my financial spreadsheets, but working with creative people, you know, mm -hmm. with like those types of minds and like in a really cool office space and, you know, developing really neat things and new graphics and all that kind of stuff. But it was but still going back to my financial roots. So I was with them for over 10 years, had two babies with them, mm -hmm. um, didn't have much of a maternity leave, which was a bummer. Yeah. Like it was really tough, especially after Chase. We were going through some like due diligence with some sales of the, of the mm -hmm. company and it hit two weeks after I had Chase and it was just I spent so much time I built an office in the garage and just spent oh so gosh. much time out there working and Chase had to wear a helmet so I had to like have him in PT and we had to do oh. 10 exercises a day and I was trying to manage that and manage this like work you know that I was the only one that could do it so uh. it was a lot it was it was just it was really taxing on me um and so I stuck with it and then there was our, we had a parent company um, mm -hmm. that basically made some changes and our CEO who I was with forever and loved and still love to work with, um, he moved on. And mm -hmm. once he said he was moving on, I'm like, you know what? This is a good time for me to move on as it's well. Time. Yeah. And so I took some time. Like I took some time. I just wanted some time with the kids. I wanted to be able to do drop off, do pick up. Like it was great for Brady's last year of preschool and Chase yeah. as he was developing um, and really figure out what I wanted to do next. So I just did some consulting work. You know, I did projections for people and just kind of like trying to figure out, put my feelers out, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and someone I went to business school with, Nina, mm -hmm. had started this company, Little Llama, with another partner, Gigi, who, um, so Nina's our like marketing guru. And then Gigi is a, an amazing creative director. Um, and I love working with creative directors. That was one thing I loved about Red. And so I started just kind of helping them with some financial work. And one thing led to another. And I just, I've always tracked the company. I've always loved the company. And it just made sense to join as the third co-founder, handle all the operations, all the finance, get my hands dirty again. Um, you know, and now I'm doing exciting sales spreadsheets about like jelly cat <laughs> stuffed rabbits for Easter. And it's just, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of job, but it's so much fun. It's flexible. We're all moms. We all get it. Um, you know, it was the first time that I'm having a baby where they reach out and they're like, we want you to take all the time that you need. Like, we're not going to bother you. We're not. And that to me, I like started crying when I read this. I'm like, I'm just not used to it. You know, how different is that? Like going into this maternity leave feeling like I can actually take, I can take it. I can baby. take it. It's, it's, I don't even know how it feels because the <laughs> other two I work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, I am, there's three of us and we're all co-founders. So I, mm -hmm. I do like, and I love, what we're doing. So yeah. I'm not going to be completely out of it, but I'm going to take the time. Like I'm going to yeah. take the time with, you know, this is my third and last baby. Like I want to take the time and enjoy it. I have not had a proper maternity leave ever. And yeah. so I'm really excited for it. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine how nice it must be to be working somewhere where you don't have that 
like stress of you wake up at three in the morning and one of your kids is puking and you're like, how am I going to tell my boss? Or like, I have a big meeting and like, I can't miss this and they're not going to understand because there is no real understanding, you know, oftentimes in like the business space, especially when you're working in, you know, a, a lot of times in LA and like creative digital tech kind of space, it tends to be very young, single guys that are yeah. most of the yeah. workforce there. And and I know they're trying really hard to change that, but that yeah. is just yeah. the culture oftentimes. Right. And so I can imagine it's a huge relief to not have that like, not only is your kid sick, but right. now you've got to figure out how to not get in trouble at right, work for that. Right, or like right. Have, yeah. It's know. so funny you say that because um, there was another dad that I worked with at Red and we would always laugh because we'd walk in at 9 a.m. and all of these 20-year-old like, mm-hmm. you know, guys would walk yeah. in with their like hoods, you know, their hoods yeah. over their head, like Hung just over. like trying to, right, <laughs> trying to fish where the coffee is and we're like, do you even know what we've been through? Like by the time we've gotten here, like how many hours we've been up, how many kids we've gotten to school. Yeah. It's just funny. You know, it's just, yeah. just different priorities. I will say that Red did a great job of, I, we had like an amazing mother's room and they really did mm-hmm. a good job with the flexibility of like doctor's appointment. That, yeah. that we were very fortunate. But it still is like but a, it still know. hangs over your head. Yeah. Like no matter if you have that in place or not at a big company, yeah. it still hangs over your head. Yeah. Well, I know like Micah has worked for a variety of different tech companies, my husband, since we've had our kids. And there's always these great policies in play where it's like, oh, you can take what you need or unlimited vacation or, you know, whatever it is to sort of help alleviate that stress. But it's the culture that really bears down. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, the company can have the policy, but the expectation yes, exactly. is that you're not really going to take all that time. Yeah, that you're exactly. going to be in the office and you're going to do your work. Right. And it's a huge perk and it's huge for recruitment. But yeah. when it comes down to it and you have responsibility, yeah. you're right. It's a whole different story. It's interesting. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Little Llama and what exactly it is and what you yeah. do there. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so we are um, an on-demand concierge gifting service for kids. So if you need um, a birthday gift or if you need a baby shower gift, um, you can text us or you can fill out a type form on our website with what you're looking I didn't for. Even know you could text you. Mm-hmm. You just text you. Mm-hmm. Who does you it just text, text go us? to? Um, we have a, all three of us. We have a program that it shows up on our phone. So you legit will like be sitting here and you're like, oh, uh-huh. Sally, exactly. Means, yeah. Uh, and so basically, you fill out a few requirements. You know the age, your price range, mm-hmm. and gender. Um, we can curate kind of custom gift bundles based on your preferences. Okay. Um, and we carry kind of harder to find brands. So things huh. that like European brands or toy brands that you maybe couldn't find on Amazon. Nothing wrong with Amazon. I order every day. But Love it's a little bit different. Um, you know, if somebody's in the dinosaurs, we can curate a dinosaur bundle. Right. So we'll curate a couple options that we'll send to you. Once you choose one and um, check out, we beautifully wrap it and deliver. And if you're in LA, oh. we can do it via Postmates or via Uber. Um, oh. Or we can ship nationwide via UPS. Huh. Um, so we have a lot of moms that, you know, 9 a.m. on a Saturday are like, oh my gosh, I have a, I have a birthday party at 11 a.m. Yeah. Like I need a present. So there's always one of us on call. So what is like the, just because I got to ask, yeah. what's the cheapest yeah. you go? Because like when you're talking about sort of hard to find brands, that to me says, oh, it's expensive. But is it like how, what is like the price point? Um, We can do a $25 oh. birthday gift. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, we carry a lot of brands with activities. The clothing is priced a little right. bit higher and the baby stuff is priced a little bit higher yeah. but people tend to spend more for baby showers that they yeah. do on a birthday because you have right. 20 You've to 30 birthday parties so many a year. to go to yeah and if yeah. you have many kids then you know that just multiplies just so many so yeah. many birthdays yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but you know it's it's 
it's great for working parents or it's great for, yeah. you know, parents that just want to outsource. We have a lot of dads that use us. We have a lot of corporate partners that use us um, that when they have a baby, they automatically just reach out to us and we, you know, do all their baby gifting for them. Awesome. So there's a lot of options. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I found when I started like working after having Avery, it was to start my blog, which was working after having Avery, it was to start my blog, which was like parenting focused. And after a couple of years, I was like, like everything I'm doing is relating to children. Yeah. (laughs) And it just sort of all circled back to that. And it never felt like I got away from it. How is it going to working to a kid's space and you're a mom at home and then it work you're still dealing with kids stuff is it exciting or are you like "Ah, so much really (laughs) that's a really good question a really good question but I think because I was not in the kids space when Mm -hmm. I first had kids and now that I'm doing it it's very exciting and you know we all have experience because we're all moms and we all have you know either boys or girls so a lot of what we carry has been tested by our kids Mm -hmm. um or we have ideas because of our kids I am like this huge and I know you are too I don't love technology at the table and we like to go out to eat and so my thing is like finding activities that we can take out and we like to dine out so like finding activities I could keep the boys busy with and that is like Nina and Gigi laugh at me all the time but I'm like this is a great dinner you know option (laughs) this is a great you know but there are things that you learn from being a parent that directly correlate to the business but what's so great is that Brady tells everyone that he tells everyone, yeah, my mommy makes toys for a living, which I think is the sweetest, <laughs> like most innocent thing. I'm like, can you never stop saying that? And he'll come home and he'll be like, mommy, mommy, like my friend's unicorn purse broke. Can we get her a new one? Like he just, you know, he thinks I, may, I can he make these things. You go and you work in like, <laughs> like a Santa type warehouse with little elves and you like yeah. legit make toys. Yeah, but you know, there's amazing. another part to the business, which is there's a tech part to the business. So mm-hmm. it's not completely all kid related. There's a tech yeah. platform that we're building. And then we're also doing a bunch of activations, which has been really fun to kind of create an experience that ties into you know some kid related events that we've had so that's been kind of fun to just get my like creative juices out you know what I mean not just like strictly be behind Excel spreadsheets all right (laughs) (laughs) do you work in an office now we do yeah we do we have a very small office it's 200 square feet it houses all of our inventory it's where we take all of our photos we have like three little desks set up everything's done out of this office but it's great it's in Brentwood so it's centrally located um it's like a family-owned office and yeah we pretty much do I can work remote I just we all work better when Mm -hmm. we're in the office yeah yeah you're right there exactly except for if I'm doing like a deep dive into financials and I'll usually work from a quiet house if I can yeah yeah is your house ever quiet? I mean, when they're at school for a few <laughs> hours. <laughs> but yeah, after that, no. Um, how do you find balance? I mean, you're working and you have two kids, mm-hmm. soon to be three, mm-hmm. and you're still, you know, you find time to exercise and do all this stuff. Like, when do you just not do anything? Um, <laughs> great question. Well, bal- like, going to yoga for me is, like life-changing so that's mm-hmm. like you know an hour that I can like just dedicate to like myself and breathing and gives me more patience yeah. and all of the above so that definitely helps um and then you know well I'll take some downtime on the weekends too you know Sundays yeah. we don't usually schedule anything so it's kind of like our just our downtime but it's not much it's not much yeah. as long as I can get like a yoga class in a week like that really helps me yeah yeah yoga the key to happiness I know, seriously seriously <laughs> or at least better parenting something <laughs> more patience something yeah. Yeah. yeah for me it's like dance or yoga last yeah. night Micah came home and I was like I just need to go like yeah. I'm gonna feed the baby and then I'm I need to go and yeah. I went to a dance class and I came back and I was like I'm a different person yes it's so important like, I can wake up self-care is so important again. it's so hard to do yeah. but it's like it's so important so as like a working mom what do you feel like is 
something that can help other moms navigate that space. I had some of my friends who were moms after me come up to me and be like, how do you balance it all? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. How, and there's no perfect answer to that because yeah. <laughs> no one can, right? You always feel like you're not doing something yeah. well when you're balancing both. But the, I mean, the biggest advice, which my mom always told me is that if you can outsource as many things as you can, like it's so helpful. And fortunately we have technology that can do that. But yeah, I would say outsourcing as much as possible so that you can like really have that quality time when you're yeah. home. Yeah. I mean, but it's not, there's not an easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> the time that you were between Red and Little Lana, uh-huh. what was that like being home and yeah. not, and you know, you were doing some consulting work right. here and there, but, right. but for the most part, you were home yeah. with the kids. I, um, Mondays were always really weird for me, always, because I was like so used to always just oh, getting yeah. up and going back to work. So Mondays were a hard adjustment for me for a while. Um, yeah. And then you kind of, I just kind of got into the groove of the week. So because Brady didn't go to school until the afternoon, I had mornings with both oh, boys, yeah. which was amazing. We would go do our walks and like do whatever. And then I would always take Brady to school, always pick him up. And then that three hour window that he and basically Chase was napping during that window, mm-hmm. um, I would, that's when I would do my consulting work. So I'd have, I'd go to Starbucks or I'd do something and that would make me feel productive that I'd have that yeah. window and then I'd pick him up but it was amazing having time to like do drop-offs and pickups yeah. and like embrace myself in the school we also had like a great we still have a great group of preschool moms yeah. that you know just were a great community and like literally booked me like literally booked yeah. me once I was like done with work so it was, it was really fun we had a great time we had a Did great time. Did you ever feel like ah, I can't go back or were you itching to get back into doing something? I mean, I always knew I wanted to do something. I'm always, I always want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's good for my brain. I feel like it's good for the kids to see me do something. I just knew I wanted to do something on a different level. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't know what that was. And that's why I needed to take the time to figure that out. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was nice. I had a little bit of a tail with Red so that I could um, stay on with them on a consulting basis for three okay. months and still help them, but it still helped me financially just try and figure out the next steps. So that was helpful too. Because financially, was that hard? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. you went from oh, yeah. a very stable, very, I'm assuming, like well paid position to. Oh, now what? Totally scary. Totally scary. You know, we're about to start fundraising for Little Llama. And, you know, it's a totally different boat. It's, yeah. yeah, And it's a totally, it's a family adjustment. It's a total family adjustment, you know? How Um, has your husband, like, been through the whole process? He's been great. I mean, fortunately, he's been so supportive and so wonderful. I feel like it's put, obviously, more on his plate, mm -hmm. you know, and just taking up little projects and stuff. Um, But it's, it's been beneficial overall. The amount of stress that I had and you know just it, it just didn't make sense yeah. you were really stressed towards the end mm-hmm. working at red when you finally went in and you were like you know what mm-hmm. like you have that meeting or, or whatever it looks like you know and you go in and you say I this my time here is done uh, mm-hmm. let's work on an exit strategy mm-hmm. in that moment or like the moments after was there ever this feeling of like what did I just do no, I was, I had thought about it for a while. Like it had been brewing for a, a while. Um, so no, it was okay. It just after the Mondays after yeah. are, were the weirdest for me. It just like yeah. you just, cause you're so used to just getting Going up and, into right, and starting the new week and starting this. So that was, those were the biggest, bigger adjustments for me. It's so funny. And I just had to make sure I was scheduled. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. That's so funny you say that because I, so I've had many different career focuses since I left college. And after taking a long time off, I was working at some law firms for a little bit and then doing some stuff like that. And then I ended up going and working. When Mike and I moved to New York City, I was doing more dance, dance work uh-huh. and, and personal training and yoga and sort of, you know, working a couple hours here, a couple hours there, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. And then I signed up to do my yoga teacher training and it was an intensive. So it was a month long 
down in Soho in New York City, and I had to go to the same yoga studio in Soho every day at 9 a.m. until 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, and like some Saturdays. And for me, who had been like working this sort of like freelance, bopping around lifestyle for so many years, Mm -hmm. it was so hard for me to like have to be in the same place every day. And it was like during that where I realized like, I can't, I am, I can't do this. I can't show up at the same place every day. (laughs) And this realization that like, that's what other people do. So I think it's funny that that is the one thing that, you know, you'd spent 15 plus years Uh showing up somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, like, yeah, now you don't have anywhere to go right <laughs> right do? but the, you still have responsibility it's just different like these have just right? shifted yeah I just, totally I just find it so interesting that that's like where the anxiety came was like in in the I don't have to go there <laughs> right exactly now what do I do with myself you know it is always a shift too because it's like you know it's so silly but it, people ask you what you do you know what I mean that's always mm-hmm. a shift too is like that identity part of it yeah um you know and answering that question and, and I bet that was a hard question for that year totally yeah. totally yeah I did a little um experimental video thing with a friend of mine where we asked a bunch of moms at our preschool you know what do you say when you answer the question what do you do for a living uh-huh. and it was so interesting because every single person's body language completely shifted and changed I know. you get uncomfortable all, yeah they were all essentially women who had had various careers from designers to artists to you know working in production or uh-huh. lawyers or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is they did and now they were moms and it was so interesting just seeing their body language and everything like how that one little question so much is wrapped into it and your identity is wrapped into it i know it. i know and I imagine working somewhere for that long, it's not only like your job and your resume and you've built this, but like your identity is built into that. You've spent the majority of your waking hours of I like know. your adult life right, right. in this place right. being that person. Right. And the people that you work with end up knowing so much more about you than anyone because of the pure hours that you spend there, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a shift. It's definitely a shift. Yeah. Yeah. So now when people ask you, how do you feel? Great. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Proud, you know, yeah. I just like, but I'm glad I took the time. Like, you know, it was scary to take the time um, from, you know, financially. And it's it's all financial, right? That, yeah. Like those leaps that you have to take, unfortunately, it does come down yeah. to that. But, um, but I'm so glad I did it. And like so yeah. glad I took the time to figure out what was next. So what would you say to someone who's like in your same position, who is working at a company and they've worked their way up and they put all this time? Mm -hmm. Because I I think there's a lot that goes into that too with ego. It's like you've spent your entire, you know, working career working towards something and you get to a certain level Mm -hmm. and you're, you've made it or you're there and like you're at the top of your game, but you feel like it's not serving you or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. needs to shift or something isn't right. Right. You know, what would you say to someone who's in that position and feeling like, but I can't, you know, like how do you, how did you get to the place where you were, it obviously wasn't like a, Oh, the CEO left and you're like, "Ah, I'm just going to go. Like I imagine there was some hours of Mm -hmm. soul searching and Mm -hmm. thinking and and Mm -hmm. realizing to figure out, no, this is the right. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. And my mom does a lot of this for a living actually. So Mm -hmm. she was very helpful in this, but you know, there's a way that you can transfer your skills and still, you know, have that fulfillment, but to find something else to do. And you just, you just need to, you do need the time to figure out what that is. And so a lot of that, um, you know, was came in freelancing that I did and contract work that I did that like keep those skills fresh in my mind and 
still, you know, makes me feel good that I'm doing that. But to figure out like what's the next fit with, mm-hmm. you know, this set of skills. Because there, there are a lot of options out there. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, just one path. Right. Yeah. How do you get past the fear of like, what if I don't find something else? Or what if I just gave up all of that yeah. and I just needed a vacation? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, my mom always said too, you know, it's always easier to get a, find a job when you have a job. And that mm-hmm. is true. Like it's once you're out of it, it is a little bit harder to get back in. I do feel like that's shifting now for women finally, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's still tough out there, especially in the finance industry. Uh-huh. But there are explanations for why you have gaps in your resume. And that comes down to a conversation and, you know, people do understand when you get on the human level, mm-hmm. but it definitely is easier to figure out what you're doing when you're still employed is yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. You talked about like Michael's been really supportive through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What was that conversation like when you were like, hey, I think I'm going to leave my job. Or was it something that you, you know, in talking to him, you came to the realization like during your conversations with him or was it something that you really pondered on your own and then you were like, you know what, I think this is what I want to do. He had been saying it before I even like made the decision. He Mm -hmm. like saw the load that it took on me and he just saw how unhappy I was that he saw it before it even happened. So when the conversation like came up, it just, you know, we just had to figure out the logistics of it. Yeah. He saw it. He was like, I mean, we've been together for, we've been married for almost 14 years. So like he gets it. He knows me, you know, and it just, it just wasn't. Well, I imagine when you set up an office in your garage with a newborn baby, like that was probably a red flag of like, hey. Yeah. He was not happy about that. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe something needs to change here. (laughs) Right. Maybe you need to figure it out on your own, but. Right. But when I was in it, I couldn't do anything at that point. You know what I mean? And so it just, I just had to power through it and like. And, and I always said the six months that I kind of took after Red before I joined Little Llama um, was kind of like the maternity leave I never had. Yeah, right. Seriously, <laughs> at, with both kids. So Just unfortunately not paid. And not paid. Which is basically <laughs> maternity leave. True. <laughs> well, that's I mean, true. So know. there you go. <laughs> America. <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> now, you did say that you, when you were working at Red, you uh-huh. sort of navigated the way yeah. for how to do maternity yeah. leave. and. And very fortunate for Red and the other women at their company and men that you were so high up there that you were able to probably have a better influence on that and and the policies, being more confident in your ability to say, you know what, no, this is what we need. This is what we need. What can you say to other women who are sort of in the same position where they're maybe the first person at their company to have kids and how to ask for or I think it's better to be totally be proactive and ask yeah. like what's available um and in advance not like two weeks right. before you have your baby right you know and ask about logistics like where am I gonna pump I mean they should they should have a place though that should go without saying now mm-hmm. with all the laws but who knows yeah um but yeah I think just clarifying that in advance and clarifying like you know the state leave versus the company leave and like how does that really look like like what is my paycheck gonna look yeah. like okay so half is coming from you and half is coming from the state how do I do that you know and because it requires doctor's yeah. office there's a lot of paperwork that's involved with that that we used to just help people with which was you know but not yeah. a lot of HR companies will do that or HR so departments you have to will do that. It out yourself yeah yeah and the yeah. doctor's offices help some but yeah, you know, it's not a time. But I think yeah, being proactive as early as you can. I mean, and people and people but tell then you. it's like people are afraid to tell their employers that they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it's like this fine line. I was a personal trainer, right? I had my own clients. I was right. like, I'm pregnant. I'm still training. What's <laughs> happening? Um, and then I'm taking a break after. And right. This is this is what's like, happening. Just, exactly. I'm in charge of me, yep. and that's yep. the way it is. Yep. Um, but I've heard from a lot of women that they're like, well, don't even tell them. 
until you're like yeah so pregnant yeah that they like yeah it's so sad that we have to think that way too yeah. I mean I, it just wasn't a problem at red like That's I was the great. first a lot of the times I was the first person that people would tell when they were pregnant seriously I was like the yeah. first to hear a lot of it just wasn't an issue at our company yeah. which was so great and that there was there was no judgment we were so family friendly so that we were yeah. fortunate in that regard but yeah you hear that and see that on these mommy boards that people yeah. are trying to conceal it as long as they can because they're afraid you know their job's gonna change which it can't like legally you can't change your job and you can't you know what you're nursing after they can't you can nurse for as long as you want yeah they can't tell you you can't not take a pumping break like that's just it's the law you know yeah um but yeah a lot of people are nervous to disclose that yeah I did a podcast with um a woman who wrote a book about navigating taking uh-huh. you know maternity leave and and all this stuff and she wrote it coming from a really horrible experience working in uh new york city and in the finance space and she basically you know her and a bunch of other women she knew they were like effectively like not illegally removed from their positions because as soon as they found out they were pregnant then all of a sudden accounts got switched Mm. over to other people and Mm. you know accounts that she had worked her entire career to get were now given to other people because the law says you know you don't have to keep the same job right it just just has to be give an equivalent equivalent, job so basically these women's accounts were being taken from them and then they would come back and have to start like they had just started at the company and, yeah. and get new accounts and all this, you know, blood, sweat and tears just went to someone else, some yeah, guy or, right. you know, some other person. Right. And, and it's just interesting to see like how, how much there is to navigate in that space. Oh, there's so much, and, so much. Like I can't imagine how, you know, we talked about it before, like how different it must be for you now. Right, yeah. Being in a position where it's like, okay, there's pros and cons. Like obviously little less financially stable, <laughs> but yeah, the sort of stuff that the intangibles, you know, the things yeah. that you yeah. don't have to stress about now. It's true. Are- yeah. No, it's true. And like, you know, I read people who traveled after, I mean, not even like when you're out for the baby, but think about after and if you're nursing and like you have to travel, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, fortunately now there are those companies that um, you can ship your milk, they'll ship your milk for you. Have you oh, heard of them? I did not. Oh my gosh. Stork something. Um, because my friend Nikki had to do it because she traveled for business development all the time. So Red would pay for it. Um, it would be delivered to the hotel that you would stay. It has everything you need, all the accessories you pump directly into. It's um, uh-huh. and like it's freeze dried. You put it back in. You have a label, and it's shipped like right on demand. It's that's incredible. It's expensive, but it's incredible and so reliable. Yeah. Wow. So there are things like that that are shifting. But you know, some things that Nikki said is she's like we could Red could control. Um, our wellness program mm-hmm. when you go out to clients she's like no you know, she was at Bud Light like talking to their account rep like nursing literally like just pumping under a cover because they had yeah. nothing else she's like well, well guess I'm just yeah. gonna pump here then if you don't have a room for me like you yeah. know so you can't control all aspects and some places it's not possible like my younger sister is a teacher oh yeah well, both my sisters are teachers but my older sister teaches high school so she could go into like the you know they would uh-huh. reserve like a break room in the high school and she had breaks in between periods right but my younger sister teaches kindergarten oh and that's not she's with the kids all day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she has an aid for like a short period of time, but she would literally have to pump like in the closet, in her classroom and like with like the construction paper and the glue Oh and, my like, gosh! in this dark little right. closet during like this one period of time. And it was the only, you know, regardless of when she needed to pump, it was like mm-hmm. that was the time of day she had to pump Yeah, because there was no other choice. Wow. And 
And you don't think about that. It's no. like, and, and it's not the school's fault. It's like, there's nothing, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. What right. are you going to do? These, right. She's with the kids all day. Right. Like, that's her job. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. But, you know, you don't think about those things. You're like, oh, wow, okay. And you don't think about it when you're in it, too. So it's like the first step of just like, you know, telling everyone you're pregnant right. and then figuring out the leave part of it and then after, you right. know, the return and the... <laughs> and I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, my company has two weeks leave. Oh, I just do it. And like, oh, the state of California has however many and it just do it. But it, there's so much paperwork and oh so my gosh. much stuff and it's so It's confusing. really complicated. Yeah. And I think that was helpful that I had gone through it, that I could help the other moms at our company mm-hmm. because it is so complicated there's so much yeah. paperwork and checks coming from different places yeah. to like make up your whole paycheck it was it's very interesting so now at little llama uh-huh. do you have any like benefits coming to you or is it just sort no, of no because we're just we're just yeah. all three owners it's, and it's equity yeah. based right now yeah so, so now you get us. maternity leave but it's yeah but just, it's right. you're just taking vacation it's my own time <laughs> right exactly exactly it's my own time yeah so, yeah and yeah. the state doesn't do no. anything right not unless if you're, you're on payroll does, not unless right? you're on payroll because part of those are taken out of your check so yeah, yeah. no nothing <laughs> no wellness room I'll just be pumping no it's two other room. it's two other moms it's fine <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah. Oh, hopefully geez. someday yeah right uh, is there anything else you want to share oh my gosh about little llama your decision to sort of leave and take this chance yeah, I mean, I wish I would have spoke up. Like, I wish I would have set better boundaries for myself. You know what I mean? I knew I was in it, and I, but I didn't do anything about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But only you can do something about it. So I, I do. I wish that I would have set better boundaries. Yeah. And I was angry about that after. Like, it took me a while to get over that, you know? Do you um, feel like if you had set better boundaries, you would have left or you would have felt the need to leave? Um, or do you think you would still be happy there today? If you had said no, that I, about I still think I would have made the same decision. I just think maybe that time, that six months after I had Chase would have been a little bit different, you know, because mm. that's like time you can't get back. Right. But I do feel like I did get it back when I, you know, took that window of time. But, um, but yeah, no, that it just was such a brutal period. You know, you're postpartum yeah. and you're like, I'm like in a dark garage working, like I trying to help imagine. Chase in a helmet, like with his PT exercises and just like. And I'm was- sure there wasn't any guilt about that. <laughs> Uh, like if I wasn't working in my garage, oh my then you wouldn't need the helmet. Oh, totally. Like yeah. You that. like relate it all. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I was stressed and then I was, you know, wasn't like producing as much milk as I did with Brady. And you know, it's so all related. You can't feed the baby. And you can't. It's all related. I was like yeah. literally pouring like half and half in my tea to like, seriously, like just get more calories so I could like burn more, like pump more milk. Like it literally, it was, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I wish that I would have set better, better boundaries. In advance, yeah, which is harder, you know, for yourself or with the company. Like, was it with the company? With the was, company, yeah, yes. Yeah, so sure. you need to say, sure. like, no, this is not uh-huh. okay, or I need, yeah, to- which which was hard because there's no one, there's no one else at my level that could have done some of that stuff. Um, but you know, they could find someone. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the point because I think that's a fear for a lot of women. It's like, well, who's going to do it? Well, they can find someone. They can find someone. They can find someone. But then you have that same fear, you know, of like, but what well, if? Mm-hmm. And then that's person. It's not worth it to them. Right. Right. Exactly. And now they have another person Uh who's here and ready and willing. And then what if? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's more respected if you're able to just set those boundaries in advance, you know? I mean, I think that's, you know, food for thought. Food for thought. Yeah. Right. Because you, I, I guarantee that if it was a man and they walked in and they said, no, like I'm doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
they would be respected for it. I think so too. For some reason, if a woman comes in and it's, you know, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, oh, she's asking for things. She's having kids and she's got one foot out the door and all this stuff floods in and and wraps up in there or she can't handle it. And that I'm sure maybe played a part in it where it's like that if I go to them and say I need something to shift, Mm -hmm. then I can't handle it. Right. Then you're like giving up that. I'm admitting that I can't do it all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like this is like the guilt that we live with, you know, as working moms. Yeah. 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 And then the balance of like, you're not doing anything well, then you're giving that up, but you're also not like being a good mom because you're not there all the time. Like there's always that balance, you know? And that's where I go back to my, like, if you could outsource whatever you can outsource, like helps everything. It really does. <laughs> so you can just <laughs> seriously, seriously, anything you can outsource. Yeah. 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 Right now I need to outsource the folding of the mountain of laundry in my Oh my room. gosh. I know. That's never ending. That's never ending. For some reason it all gets washed. It just never gets folded. Oh, the folding's the, the worst part. I know. <laughs> it's like just just this mountain that builds. It's so true. It's so true. And it's then so by true. the time you fold it, you're not sure if it's clean anymore because the kids just like to jump on it. Jump on like, it. Yeah, I know it's dirty. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to share with like other working moms or, you know, anybody thinking about leaving a stable, well paying position to just take some time to figure out what they want to do or to take a leap to do something completely different or anything you feel like sharing? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, it's so important as us, like, you know, moms and women to believe in ourselves. You know what I mean? Like believe in yourself. Like my mom has always said, like figure out what you love to do and like, you know, you'll figure out a way to make money doing it. So if you can figure that out and yeah, maybe it requires a little bit of time, which is super scary to step away, but in the end you're going to end up being happier and you're going to end up being able to balance better because your mental state (laughs) is intact. Um, So yeah, I think, you know, but you have to take a leap of faith. You do. You have to take a leap of faith in yourself. You have to believe in yourself and um, and it'll come together. It will for sure. (laughs) Just take some time. (laughs) Thank you so much, Heather, for being here um, and sharing your story with us today. It's so inspiring for myself included to hear about people being brave enough to take a chance on themselves to recognize that what you're doing or where you are is not making you happy and being brave enough to take that leap of faith that there is something else better for you out there so i really appreciate you being here and sharing that with us Um, if you guys want to find out more about little llama the company that heather is the co-founder of you can go to littlellama.com Llama is spelled L-A-M-M-A. Again, that's littlellama.com. Llama spelled L-A-M-M-A. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Rock This Life podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller. Be sure to go to iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Rate, comment, subscribe. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. And then be sure to follow us on social media at Rock This Life podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Or go to our website at www.rockthislifepodcast.com. Thanks so much. See you next time.